Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. You're running down an endless corridor, pursued by every time you embarrassed yourself as a child. Frantically, you flee towards every time you'll do it as an adult. Suddenly, your father appears from a trapdoor wearing a shirt that represents your relationship with him peaking when you were ten. A schoolyard bully arrives bedecked in gold and symbols of extreme sexual potency. Your childhood dentist reveals that the braces were never removed. A beloved family pet says it never loved you, and just as you succumb to the green slime that pours from the face of your long-lost childhood sweetheart... You remember, this isn't real. This is The Gargle. The sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper of visual world. This is The Gargle. I am your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest for this week's episode are Sammy Shah and Craig Quatermain. Welcome. Hello. Okay. How are you doing? I'm not bad. We're going to take hands and try to raise the ghost of the seance that is this week's stories. But first, let's have a look at the front cover. Today's front cover is a glitzy-ritzy shintsy terrible spread about the Eurovision Song Contest, which, aside from war, has spent the last 66 years being the most offensive thing countries in Europe do to each other. Headlines include a breakdown of all the ethnic stereotypes you won't understand unless you're from that exact bit of the Balkans, and a map of all of the military build-up between each nation, in case you want to bet on where each country's votes will be going. Are either of you Eurovision fans? <laughs> I'm going to guess and say, oh, look, I'm definitely not. I've never watched a single episode of it, never watched a single season. And and, and have a weird and, and unexplainable amount of aggression towards it where when I find people, <laughs> I genuinely, I find people that I love and care about and have great respect for and I discover that they love Eurovision, I lose respect for them. Like a tremendous amount, like more than if they were, I don't know, racist or or or, or some, something horrific. I, when I find out that they are massive Eurovision fans. I'm like, oh shit, I thought you were smart. I really did. What a shame. I don't know why. I have no idea why. And I'm willing to bet an th- unexplainable amount of money that Craig Quatermain's point of view is not that different from mine. <laughs> I'm always... I find the people, the Australians that are into Eurovision, that is their attempt at having a diverse circle for like one night. 
uh, that's why. That's why. What I do like about Eurovision, though, is just how staunchly um, aggressive other countries are when it comes to voting. You could have stuff that happened a thousand years ago when it's time to vote in Eurovision. They're going to remember that slight, and it's going to come out in the voting. I kind of, I kind of admire that. <laughs> Today's satirical cartoon is a man obsessively watching coverage of the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp defamation case while his own wife leaves with the kids. The caption <laughs> reads, "Hey, honey, I reckon their relationship is toxic!" Exclamation mark. And that's a satirical cartoon. Our top story this week is Italy news. When in Rome, do as the Romans do and uh, ban picnics in order to combat wild boar incursions. Craig Quartermain, you're living on the land. Can you unpack this story for us? I was going to say straight up, I'm living in Queensland. Um, A picnic without (laughs) wild boar, they wouldn't go. That's how you get it started. Um, It's kind of interesting, though, because... uh, to be banned in Rome, I just I'd never pictured it as a picnicky sort of place. That's Paris to me. Yeah, Queensland, they would that would actually encourage people to bring the Utes and go shooting. That is a picnic. This is what happens: you suppress the Gauls. Uh, Obelix doesn't eat all the wild boar, and now you've got a problem. <laughs> now you've got a problem. Here's the thing that, and no one is noticing. By the way, what scares me about the story is it's called African swine fever, and apparently it's spreading amongst the pigs and the wild boars, but it's harmless to humans, right? That's what they're saying. Now it's a big problem in Italy. However, if you remember back in 2020, when COVID started, Italy was the first European city, a country where COVID became such a problem that they had to go into lockdown. And I feel like Italy is now the canary in the coal mine or rather the feral pig in the park that is going to warn us of the next impending pandemic apocalypse, which will be wild boars running rampant through the world and killing and skewering all of us. And um, and kind of, I'm, I'm here for it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on the boar side this time. I don't want to sound too much like an Australian, but come on. They're not that big. Look at them. They're little piggies. <laughs> soft, soft European boars. <laughs> Apparently 23,000 wild boar live in and around Rome, which is more than I expected. I don't know how many wild boar I pictured living in Rome, but I didn't expect 23,000. The Italian health minister, Roberto Speranza, has said that the uh, situation would receive maximum attention and a health ministry undersecretary said that the government is discussing a quote-unquote slaughtering plan to reduce the wild boar population, which is an aggressive way to put it. Usually, usually I got to say governments are more euphemistic about you know things like culling, uh, but a slaughtering plan is like... Who would have th- thought that cull was the gentle term for what's being done here when <laughs> slaughtering plan is the other option? Here's my favorite part of the story, is that one woman suffered a minor injury after being pushed to the ground by a boar when she was putting out the rubbish, and therefore they have imposed a nightly curfew. What the hell happened to the Italians? This is a place where they hung Mussolini on a spit when they were done with him and now they are imposing curfews because a woman got gently pushed over by a boar toughen up you used to eat guanciale yeah but have you watched them play in the world cup they fall over so easily now like it's, just, i'm not surprised too soon craig too yeah, soon no. <laughs> well in other italy news or does the vatican count as its own city uh, in Italy, it's own principality, I think. But they are entering the metaverse, apparently. I always thought of religion as fairly fungible, 
But in this instance, they are creating non-fungible tokens um, to represent all of their art because, as you know, the Catholic Church owns all of the art and they're about to launch this offering with the assistance of um, Sensorium, a Swiss-based metaverse company that was founded by a Russian oligarch. It's all extremely sus, if I do say so myself. Sami Shah, you know about sus money. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> well, the first thing I'm wondering is what the metaverse's rules are around um, molesting children, because that might explain a great deal of the Catholic Church's interest in moving into that space. Bold entry into the space, Sammy. I was just thinking about the money. Like, go hard or go home. That, like the Vatican, Switzerland, and the Russian oligarch does not like healthy monetary um, policy make. But uh, sure. But you know. Yeah, I, yes, I did take it to the wrong areas. However, that in my defense, the Catholic Church did start that. So, he, okay, here's the, here's the first thing. The, there's a, a really interesting article about this published by Vice, which spends a great deal of time just talking about the correspondence that they had with the Vatican Church, which sounds more and more, as you read the article, as if the journalist Maxwell Strachan was just a jilted lover and is now deeply, deeply wounded by the fact that the Vatican Church won't just hang out with him anymore. It's a very strange article. <laughs> But the whole focus of the article is that the Vatican Church is now going and they're going to be, the Pope is going to be on the metaverse. Um, no one gives a shit because no one is on the metaverse. I have never met, I have met more people on Second Life still, or still playing World of Warcraft than anyone who's ever been on the metaverse. I don't know why the church thinks this is a space they need to be on. Other than the fact that a Russian oligarch is backing them. I know why the church is into it. They've never met a verse they didn't like. <laughs> so here's my question. And this is a, a genuine Christianity question that I don't know anything about. But <laughs> do the rules of, of Christianity, you know, like thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, do those extend to the metaverse or is that only for this universe? You know, um, can you covet thy neighbor's wife on the metaverse and get away with it? No, you can right click her though. You can right click and save the JPEG. <laughs> no, you can't. Too. That's an NFT and now you're <laughs> and now you're breaking NFT rules or something. Depends how fungible your wife is, Sammy. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Actually, I'm divorced. Why am I getting upset? <laughs> Craig, you got any opinions on the Catholic Church entering the metaverse? I'm just stoked that they are finally going to be able to protect their assets. <laughs> All these years, people have been coming after the church, trying to take, you know, stuff that was obviously, you know, just acquired innocently over <laughs> hundreds of years. Um, yeah, no, let them be. Let them be. Actually, it'd be kind of cool if they had to start finding different ways to protect the stuff because of the payouts they were finally having to make. But um, for somewhere that's supposed to be this holy city, it's dodgy as hell, man. You've got this, even the word oligarch, even though it has an actual legitimate definition, uh, just you can't, that's not someone you want to have a meeting with. You know, we're going to go have a cup of tea with an oligarch to discuss some business arrangements and you're the church. It's it's very empire strikes back. Craig, yeah. let's be honest here. Oligarch invites us to do a comedy show on a yacht. You're saying no. I'm saying yes. I'm just Dude, saying right I've, now. I've, Any oligarchs I've, listening? I'm an <laughs> Aboriginal guy from Western Australia and I've done gigs for Reinhardt. So yeah, I've, my moral ground is pretty... <laughs> There we go. So who are we to judge the Catholic Church is my point here. Uh, for those of yeah. you who are listening from outside Australia, Gina Reinhardt is our particular distasteful billionaire. She wrote a poem on a rock 
And if you read it, you can get a generally good sense of her personality. (laughs) (laughs) William McGonagall for the modern age. I'm afraid that's all the time we have for our Italy news section because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy. Has this ever happened to you? You're typing angrily on the internet because a video game you like might potentially have girls in it. Maybe you're obsessively tweeting because you're angry about the historical accuracy of a fantasy show about wizards. If this is you, maybe you need a job. Big Day being a stuffy businessman in an old-timey film? Has your unnaturally handsome underling run in and delivered a lecture about the beauty of humanity? Is your monocle at the cleaners? You need to indicate that you're outraged and amazed. You need... Half a glass of water. Half a glass of water. Can't do a harumph spit take if you've got nothing to harumph spit. (laughs) And a new novel is out from self-published romance maven and online bestseller Dancy Lagarde under the pen name Devon Gillingham, an earl who writes adventure and mystery novels, the writer of Chad Thruster, Boy Adventurer, and Max Testosterone, the weightlifter who also shoots people. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you are ashamed of your own words at this point... (laughs) comes a new book that'll change the way you see the world. Magic Owl 3D is a pop-up book filled with spring-loaded metal spikes that launch straight into your eyes the second you open the cover. You want to connect with your adventure? Magic Owl. Everyone's screaming about it. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now it is time for your coffee, more like snorty news. Uh, Swiss police have seized more than 500 kilograms of cocaine from a shipment of coffee beans delivered to an espresso plant. Uh, Craig Quartermain, you drink coffee. Can you unpack this story for us? I drank so much coffee that it has uh, lost its edge a bit. It w- this is this it sounds great. A bit of cocaine. <laughs> like, it'd be nice to get an erection with my coffee in the morning again. <laughs> but I'm not surprised, man. Nestle... Nestle trying to own water. Nestle said that water is not a human right. And <laughs> these guys, I'm not surprised that there's going to be a bit of cocaine. I'm a bit disappointed, actually. 
Because in Nestle, like they used to have more bite than this. And now suddenly a little bit of cocaine in the coffee and they're all up in arms. Like that's very, um, they've gotten soft. Everyone's gotten soft, I feel like. I'm ready to say, <laughs> that seems to be the running theme. When they stopped calling um, Chico's, when they changed them to Cheekies, I mean, that was it's just cowardly. We know what you mean, that sort of thing. Where they're just renaming their labels. So. This is the thing. This is the thing that's interesting about this story is that 500 kilograms of cocaine was just found. They just unpacked the coffee beans at the Nestle factory and there was white powder in them and they discovered there was 500 kilograms of cocaine, uh, presumably to be sold in the European market. There is, at, at this point, an underling in some sort of crime organisation awkwardly scuffing his foot in front of his boss and going... So the receipt, uh, like, this is being sent to the wrong place. Who sends 500 kilograms of cocaine to the wrong place? There is now somebody on the street trying to sell someone some really nice coffee instead of the cocaine that they asked for. I reckon it was on the way to the Vatican (laughs) for their launch party. Also, let's keep in mind, the alternative here is the Nestle Nescafe coffee pods, which are more damaging to the environment than 500 pounds of cocaine. So we actually were better off with 500 pounds of cocaine on the streets of Europe than more Nescafe pods, which now would probably kill more seagulls or anything. But also, yeah, right. You're absolutely right, Alice. I feel so bad for that poor, innocent drug smuggler. Uh, who now has to suffer the consequences of a mistake any of us could have made. Any of us. Who among us has not sent 500 kilograms of cocaine right. to the wrong address? How long do you wait? How long do you wait to report it? Like you open those doors. It's a sea container and you suss it out. Like I mean, this is the equivalent of sending a text to the person <laughs> you were thinking about when you were sending the text, but you wrote the text about them. Yeah, this is kind of like... I mean, and there's big sacks and it's probably good stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you dispose of 500 pounds of cocaine? You can't flush it all down the toilet. No, but, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the the workers at the Nestle factory will figure something out. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's, it's been a long time since they had cocaine in the Coca-Cola. Maybe this is a relaunch of that. Sell it to people on crypto yachts, libertarian people in the middle of the ocean. I'm sure that would be a marketable resource. Yeah, because I'm sure otherwise normally they're lacking in cocaine resources. <laughs> this is their only option. <laughs> You're always thinking of the little man, aren't you, Alice? Yep, yep it is. That's all the time that we have for our stimulant news because now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors of this magazine to review something out of five stars. Uh, Sammy Shah, what have you brought in for us to review? Uh, I was I want to review the concept of apathy, uh, Alice. I basically, for the last few weeks, in the run-up to the Australian general election, the federal election's on the verge of happening, we're a few days away from it, I did something that, which as a news satirist, I should not do, but I found myself compelled to do an attempt. I checked out. Like just, you know, like the, like I did that thing that we always complain about the average person doing is they don't care about politics. And I just stopped caring about politics. It is amazing. Oh my God. I slept well. My eyes, like I, I this is a podcast. So you can't see them, but there's no dark circles under there anymore. Normally they're ringed like a koala's asshole. And it's just been a refreshing time where I've, I've, I've been introspective. Um, I've been working out. Uh, I eat more vegetables suddenly in my life. Life. I kiss my child every night because I realized that it doesn't matter. The democratic process, whether it's a dictator or a Democrat, whether it's someone you agree with or disagree with, who gives a shit? 
I don't care anymore. The world will go to hell in a handbasket and I don't care because I didn't put it there. So it's not my fault. So stop making my responsibility to fix it. I am not going to drink from a metal straw. I didn't put the straw up the turtle's nose. Stop <laughs> looking at me that way. I am apathetic to the state of the world. The only thing I want now is for a meteorite to strike the planet and wipe us all out the way it did the dinosaurs because you know that there must have been at least one dinosaur who was thinking oh thank god now no one knows i don't separate my plastics and i am that dinosaur so this is what i'm here to say five star review for apathy stop giving a shit because it is not worth it and it, i mean apathy is worth it but you know what care about apathy if you're going to care about anything care about apathy five star review cannot recommend it enough but i wouldn't and i won't because i'm apathetic to recommendations yeah it's the most enthusiastic recommendation for apathy i've heard all day <laughs> uh, craig quatermain what have you brought in for us to review uh, the uh, Craig McLaughlin defamation trial case is uh, taking place right now. <laughs> and while it's awful that all these accusations are going forth, it's all in the courts right now. What I'm really worried about is that we know that Kylie and Jason are coming back to the Neighbours reunion in the final episode. Is Craig McLaughlin going to make it back? This is the part I'm actually concerned about. So is there a chance? Is there some sort of legislation where we can drag the trial out a little longer? You don't want him back. I mean, no, no, no. So he can make it. So he can make it and then get convicted oh, later and then it's all You're gross. You're sure that he's going to be convicted? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's all. Just shut it out of it. That's all. to be innocent. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I mean, who really knows yet? But it is taking place right now and I think Neighbours deserves it. And then we can feel icky about it later like we do with the Cosby show. <laughs> so how, how many stars out of five? <sighs> Does Craig McLaughlin's defamation trial uh, get? I'm, I'm giving. Oh, it's it's potentially a fiver, but let's go with three with where it is at right now. It's still still murky. Okay, three pending. Developing. Three dot dot three dot. Three pending. Yes. Three with the th with the little um, ellipsis in the in the speech bubble on your <laughs> iPhone. Uh, that's all the time we have for your reviews. And now it's time for your penis arm news section. Now <laughs> this is the newest in penis arm news. A uh, man has finally had his penis put in the right place after having it on his arm for six years. Semisha, nothing up your sleeves. You've done some amateur magicianship in the past. Mm -hmm. Can you unpack this story for us? So it's it's the puppetry of the penis, but without the puppetry and just way too much penis. And basically what happened is... According to the news story, a man named Malcolm McDonald, and I really feel they shouldn't have given his name nor his picture because he is, he, anonymity would have helped this poor fellow. <laughs> uh, he basically lost his penis when uh, a few years ago, uh, and I'm quoting from the story here, whose old penis fell off in the toilet following a blood infection. How does no one talk about this more? Why the <laughs> hell do I know about COVID when this is the only d illness that anyone should ever be talking about all the time? That your penis can just fall off? I'm not aware of this as a problem. Anyway, luckily science stepped in and decided to save him by reconstructing a penis and growing it on his arm where it then stayed for six years 
years. And here's the reason why it was there for six years, because apparently it was ready to be removed from his arm and reattached to the space with between his legs. However, and according to the story, once again, um, the, uh, their surgery was delayed by the pandemic and his repeated failure to turn up for appointments. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Were you too busy to turn up to have the penis removed for your arm? What the f***? How, what is so interesting? I want to know what hobbies this guy's into, because clearly he is obviously more interested keeping it there than removing it but my favorite part of the story is uh, other than the fact that he at one point was in a shopping mall and waved at something on a shelf and the penis flopped out of his show, his uh, sleeve and hit an old lady in the face uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the story is and that was a part of the story but that's not my favorite is the part where he then starts trying to make this sound relatable to everyone <laughs> um, and he go and he keeps saying things like hang on I'm gonna look for the quote give me a second um, here we go all right can you imagine six years of a life with a penis swinging in your arm? It's been a nightmare, but it's gone now, the little bugger. No, I actually can't imagine that. No one should have to imagine that. F*** you for trying to make me imagine that. The fact that he hasn't showed up to appointments is not surprising, given the fact that he had a blood infection so bad that his fingers and toes were turning black and his penis was turning black and then his penis fell off onto the floor. Like, none of these things happened in a hospital and therefore this is not a man who takes his medical condition seriously. So the fact that there was not a non-urgent penis on his arm, <laughs> I think, explains why he didn't show up to appointments. Craig Quatermain, where's the worst place you've had a penis? <laughs> Um, in my eyesight is really the worst place I've said. But, um, the thing is, right, if I was in really bad health and still was jerking off to the point I ripped my own dick off, I would say it fell off in the toilet as well. I don't believe this dude for a bloody second. Come on. This is the thing. Even when we're at our worst and our most sick, we can still squeeze one out. Whatever strength we've got. This dude clearly pulled his own dick off when he when he should have been going to the doctor. Um, and, but the do I have to say, the doctors the doctors have stitched him up. I mean, by I mean literally as well. Below the elbow, come on, he can't even roll his sleeves up. Poor bloke, put it on the back of your tricep. No one's gonna see it. They're gonna be impressed. With you know, you can flex a little bit, but below the elbow, that's just a prick of a move yeah oh it? yeah definitely put one on the back of each arm have a backup why not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what uh, what i want i want three growing out of each hand like wolverine's claws <laughs> <laughs> just six penises on my fists yeah as long as you promise to go and fight crime i don't, I don't know if you would <laughs> you wouldn't be frightened of a man running at you with penises yes, you hanging would. off of his knuckles <laughs> come on exactly screaming like hugh jackman absolutely <laughs> The absolute worst part of the story, though, isn't the black penis that fell off because he didn't get bother getting a check noise. It's the fact that he had six years of a penis going on his arm. It's the fact that it says over here, as a keen darts player, he also told how he learned to, to tuck his arrows under it. Please tell me he's bringing them from home and he's not then handing them off to other people to use. That is, can I tell you the phrase they use when you throw your darts and it hits the dartboard and you're supposed to remove them for the next person? Yes. It's called, no, it's wait, called no. pulling your wood. There we go. That is the real name for removing your darts from the dartboard. And that is the end of our Arm Wang news. Now it's time for your vampire community issues news or your celebrity vampire blood news. Uh, this is the news that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, who uh, reputedly share blood in that way that Hollywood people who want to be quirky do, 
have uh, been warned against uh, bad blood practices by a genuine, quote-unquote, genuine vampire. Uh, Craig Quatermain, you live in Queensland where vampires mm. can't survive because of the hot, hot sun. Can you unpack this story for us? Yeah, I, I don't know how Megan Fox did it because Machine Gun Kelly legit looks... I don't think he has blood. I think he's just full of vape. <laughs> Jim's just... That's what he looks like as a person. But, you know... Um, that's where they get vape juice. I always wondered. They just milk Machine Gun Kelly. That's that's what he looks like, just the shell. Um, I don't know, man. Like, isn't that a thing to be injecting blood into your face? It's a youthful... I mean, I, I don't really pay that much of attention. But Angelina and Billy, Billy Bob did it first. I mean, that was the whole amulet stuff. You have to wonder if... Um, they're trying to convince themselves that this relationship is real. They look like characters on a deck of cards, like just elaborate, shiny, weird things. I, I can't take any of these people seriously, but anytime I see massive uh, displays of affection, it really is feeling like they're just trying to make their friends jealous and convince themselves they're in a relationship. This will be over in about a year, <laughs> which would be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a deeply upsetting sort of spectacle, I think. If you love each other that much, you don't need to tell people about it. Or maybe you do. Sammy Shah, you've been divorced twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long have you? How often did I drink my partner's blood and vice versa? <laughs> I think that was the mistake. We didn't do that. Clearly, that's the true bonding thing, ritual that is required to make a relationship last. Um, I like the fact that the warning to Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox to be careful about drinking each other's blood came from the co-founder of the New Orleans Vampire Association, which means that more than one person had that terrible idea of creating a vampire association. Mm. Basically, it's the XP members of the Anne Rice fan club, let's be very honest here, because the name of that vampire, quote-unquote, is Belfazar Ashantism. Why is there never a vampire named Bob? Like, why is it not Todd or Bob or 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 or? Or uh, those are the only white names I can come up with. Todd and Bob <laughs> right now. I literally just tried right now. And I went, Todd and Bob. And Thomas Shit, and that's Robert. all I've got. That's the extent of my improvisation. <laughs> I, I just, as far as, how do you even register a vampire organization? Like the offices would only be open during the day. You'd have to go in. Well, you can't show yeah. photo ID. <laughs> you can't show up in photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. There's a few holes in this in this application, guys. Also, he says, uh, 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 Belfazar Ashantizan says that uh, Fox and uh, uh, Machine Gun Kelly need to be careful of blood potential diseases and blood-borne illnesses because, and he qu- and he's saying here, he clarified the vampires are not immune from such diseases. <laughs> What's the point of being a vampire? Like, literally the whole point of being a vampire was you are immune from everything and you live forever. Now it turns out you can get hepatitis C from <laughs> sucking on Megan Kelly's neck. F*** that shit. I'd much rather be a zombie then. To be giving actual medical health uh, advice on how to be a better vampire, I, 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 I want to see this guy's... Um, <laughs> I, I want to see him. I want to see both. Isn't the name actually Balthazar? With like with a th. Okay, here's here's what I'm gonna ask you right now. I have Googled him. Yes. I have Googled the the co-founder of the New Orleans Vampire Association. I want you to, without Googling him, tell me what you think he looks like. Machine Gun Kelly, but he's eating a steak. Okay, you're right about eating the steak part, but more than one steak was consumed at some point. Goatee or not goatee? 
goatee. Is it a goatee? Absolutely. Almost definitely a goatee. Oh, of course. Exactly. And ponytail or non-ponytail? Ponytail. Obviously ponytail. Well, there we go. And it's settled. You have an accurate picture of him. Oh, you can't cut your hair because you can't see yourself in the mirror. Again, you, you, you're forgetting your <laughs> basic vampire logistics. Although the goatee is an interesting one. You'd have to do that by feel or have someone help you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm always sort of vaguely upset with stories about uh, Megan Fox come out because she seems like, sort of like a nice lady um, and she's done some good work in her time and I feel like she got objectified unnecessarily. But mm-hmm. she seems to have you know, been re-reputationing herself. <laughs> That's oh, a, branding. You're right. You're 100% right. That is exactly the word that has always been used in the English language. <laughs> yeah. she, was, she was re-reputationing herself with the, sort of the redemption of Jennifer's body and various other things like that. Uh, and now she sort of has lunged right in the way of the culture world bullet and uh, made of herself this kind of public love slash blood drinking mm-hmm. spectacle, which feels a bit sad. The fact you were referencing a career uh, that was 20 years ago almost. No. Yeah, no, I will stand up and defend Megan Fox's honor right now. I will do it right now. Also, I want to uh, correct. I think I might have called him Megan Kelly once or twice in the course of my rant. Um, and that is a Fox News presenter. Not yeah, there's uh, someone the who could have but... been a vampire. It's Megan Kelly. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think the married name is Megan Machine Gun. That's right. Sorry, Megan Machine Gun. And, and, and <gasps> Kelly's the he keeps that part. Or just Megan, I think. Megan. <laughs> How has she not done that? <laughs> I will defend her, her current film career and say Till Death, a movie that is on Netflix. I think probably the last good movie that was on Netflix before everyone at Netflix died horribly in that tragic accident, which completely <laughs> gutted the Netflix headquarters, apparently, is a damn good suspense horror kind of movie. Cannot recommend it enough. It's very good acting and it's a really good plot. So Till Death, I recommend that. If you like Jennifer's Body, uh, which was the last good movie she did, this is the next good movie she's done since then. All right, I apologize for ignoring that 15-year void in between those two <laughs> movies. My bad, I apologize. Well, that's all the time that we have for our show today. That brings us to the end of the show. I am now flipping through the ads at the back. Uh, Craig Quarterman, have you got anything to plug? I do. I have uh, my show, Historically Accurate, that is coming to the Brisbane Comedy Festival on the 28th and 29th of May. Yeah, hopefully... People will come and see it struggling because uh, a lot of people are finding it very hard to get back out to festivals and get rolling again, but uh, give it a crack. And uh, Sammy Shah, have you got anything to plug? I do indeed. It is my podcast, uh, News Weekly. It is a news satire podcast that is basically losing its mind right now because the run-up to the election has has driven every Australian batshit crazy, my podcast notwithstanding. Uh, It's called News Weekly. That's W-E-A-K-L-Y. I've also done a few editorial editions with really cool guests on, one of them being... uh, Ali Mustafa, who is a TRT wild journalist uh, in uh, Ukraine, in Kiev, reporting actual life from Kiev. I know that doesn't sound like a new satire podcast, but Ali's very funny, and he tells some great stories about life in Kiev these days, um, and a whole bunch of other cool interviews like that have also happened. So yes, tune in and listen to News Weekly. That's News, W-E-A-K-L-Y. It's a good listen, I listen. You can find me online at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E or patreon.com slash Alice Fraser, which is a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs, as well as my weekly Tea with Alice Salons, which is uh, a blast. If you would like to be a roving reporter, tweet us at HelloGarglers on Twitter. And our roving reporters for this week, a big thank you to Oliver Pattenden, 
for the wild boar picnic story, Michael Trulove for the Nespresso cocaine story, James VT for the arm penis story, and Beerad for the vampire love story. If you would like to submit your submission to the Dancy Lagarde Literary Tribute Competition, uh, the post is up on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Fraser. You don't need to subscribe to find the post. That has all of the um, details for submitting your chapter of a Dancy Lagarde novel in this dimension. So uh, do that. <laughs> Submissions are due at the end of this month, beginning of next month. This is an Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.